there. I think we're recording. Perfect. Jason, how long how long have we been trying to do this? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been a it's been a few weeks, and then uh, yesterday debacle. We almost had it. <laughs> I I know it took us thirty eight minutes to finally link together on uh, on yeah. uh, Skype. So we're here. We're, we're here. here. So um, we're here. I'm, I'm talking to Jason. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get your last name right because after the last, yesterday, I know how to say it. Wojciechowicz. Wojciechowicz. Perfect, man. Perfect, everyone. Perfect. Wojciechowicz. Right on. I can yep. even spell it now. Don't ask me to spell it, but I, I actually have spelling the damn thing like like eight times yesterday. But of course, <laughs> I tried calling a Jason Wojciechowicz uh, another one, and I don't know who that poor guy is, but he got spammed for me yesterday. So, um, <laughs> you are the uh, you're the owner of uh, Tough Head Broadheads, right? Correct. Correct. Okay. Yes, sir. We've been trying to we, we we've talked a few times, and we've been trying yep. to. Um, talk and we spoke a little bit yesterday too and for anybody listening if if i seem kind of short and kind of you know uh not not cutting people off or whatever it's because you've got like an hour to do this because we're doing this on our our lunch break kind of thing so you and i already talked about that so i don't don't think i'm being a dick trying to cut you off or anything but um no worries no worries okay so for for those who don't know that like the history you don't have to go in like the big history of tough head but you're a relatively new owner of tough head right how did that how did that come to be yeah, that's correct. Um, well, it was it, pr- pretty simple, really. I mean, I, I uh, when I first started shooting trad, I, I shot tough heads, uh, knew about them, used them uh, mostly, m- most of my hunting. Um, it was attracted to the site because of, uh, you know, the Ashby studies. And, you know, I started to believe it in the product with the high mechanical advantage and what have you. But anyways, um, just uh, through a mutual friend, got introduced to Joe. I mean, I talked to Joe a few times about his product uh off and on as i was shooting them but through a mutual friend kind of got connected and uh was told that joe was selling the company and it kind of sparked my interest uh because way back when uh when i first started i was a big loved arrows i loved everything about tuning arrows loved about the different configurations of arrows because to me the arrow from the broadhead all the way back to the feather that's what kills the animal that's what goes mm-hmm. into the animal and that's that's the most important thing as far as i'm concerned um so, you know, when I found out that it was Joe was trying to sell the business, As, uh, it really Troy sparked Fowler my interest. Said. Yeah, right, right, right. So it really sparked my interest. Um, so anyways, I, you know, got a hold of Joe and we talked and I went out and spent some time with him, learned how to build the broadheads and uh, went through some manufacturing with them and so forth and so on and uh, came to a gentleman's agreement and I pretty much took over the business. So it was pr- pretty simple, really. Not Nothing, you know, nothing really... Uh, extravagant there but that's about it now um when you did that uh, how, how many offerings did, did he have and, how, and how, how, how have you kind of expanded i guess we can kind of go through uh um your kind of product line as far as the broadheads go and then we can branch out into some other uh like you know your, your partnership with ethics and stuff but what, what are you offering right now for for uh, for broadheads and then on, on a broader philosophy of the of the t- type of broadheads that the, the tough head sells versus like something else Okay, so uh, we offer um, a few different kinds. We have two two main two main uh, lines of broadheads. Are the tough head line, which is the stainless steel. It's our it's our it's our flagship line. It's the stainless stainless uh, line, and then we have the meathead line, which is the carbon steel. Um, mm-hmm. So in the carbon steel meathead line, we have a one ninety glue in. We got the two sixty five screw in version. Uh, they're both off the same platform, same same basic broadhead. 
Uh, I just take the inserts and weld them in. I spin test them and all that stuff. Um, weld them into place so that uh, there's no no glue joint uh, failure personally. Uh, and then as far as the tough headline, there's the 225 and the 300. The 300 is the flagship. That That's what the whole uh, principle of the company was based off of was, was that big 300 head. Uh, they're they're, uh, they're stainless steel, and then we have the 315 screw-in, which is the 225 platform uh, as a screw-in version. Um, our broadheads are a high mechanical vantage, meaning they're three to one, which means uh, they basically have the, uh, the highest penetration ratio because of the three to one uh, ratio. So it's basically uh, our broadheads are three and three sixteenths by an inch and sixteenths wide. Um, you know, so you can think three to one, you know, three inch long, one inch wide, um, ours is slightly higher. Um, right. And then we have di- our broadheads, uh, each broadhead has a different thickness, which makes them stronger and, uh, you know, for different kind of games and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and at componentry, we, ha- you know, our broadhead system basically started off as traditional broadheads. Uh, it has since expanded, uh, more and more compound shooters are now moving into, our broadheads, as a matter of fact, this year, we've had tons of sales so far with just uh, compound shooters. Um, that's good. That's good to hear. Yeah. Yeah, it is, actually. Um, so our, I kind of like to look at our broadheads. It's like a modular system, right? I mean, you can buy a glue-in system, um, which we call direct bond. Uh, you can buy a direct bond yeah. broadhead, and then you can basically, with all the adapter systems we have, which, you know, uh, ethics helped with some of that, um, you can make whatever you want to customize your arrow setup, your trajectory, your poundage of bow, so forth and so on. Um, it yeah. gets a little overwhelming. We have so many choices on our website, and I expanded it even further with teaming up with Ethics. Um, I, I came to Ethics with um, something I always wanted to create was a direct bond adapter that was very tunable, tunable with uh, weights, and um, I, I wanted it to... Uh, have an integral footer system, you know, integrated footer footer system with it. So mm-hmm. kind of ran by with ethics, what I was thinking. And then, uh, they did their thing and put their spin on it and gave me some ideas. And, you know, that, that created the direct bond system, which is the two part, uh, glue on system with the collar that, uh, basically takes away the weak point where the connection of the carbon and the adapter meet. Um, so yeah, so that, that's, that's it in a nutshell. That's the quick version. I know we, are pressed for time, so I'm trying to talk fast. And no, no, <laughs> no, no, out. that's fine. That's yeah, that, that's but, perfect. Uh, yeah, we're not we're not we're not that pressed for time. No, that, yeah. that's fine. Um, yeah. I want to go back a second here. You were saying yeah. that with your screw in ones, you yes. uh, you th- those are welded in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what I did was I um, a lot of guys uh, you know would buy the the the, the 190 or the 225 is probably the most popular two broadheads, and they were buying 75 grain inserts or 100 grain inserts, and you know gluing them into place. Um, so what, what I did was I saw that, that, that we're, we're talking that, the ferrule that goes inside, right? The ferrule, right. So they yep. would glue, okay. they would glue okay. the adapter into the ferrule and make yep. a, you know, 300 grain broadhead or a two, two fifty type. Grain. So I took that and noticed that. So what I did was I wanted to come out with a easier, so, so, you know, instead of, so I took the step away for the guys, you know, now you can buy the broadhead with the adapter welded into place. So there's no glue joint. Um, not, not that the glue joint is a bad thing, but. You know, it, mm-hmm. there's just that extra security now that all you need to do is screw this into your system and it is, it's ready to go. I mean, it's welded into place and they're spin yeah, tested. Yeah, I, I didn't know it was welded. Know. I, uh, I, yeah. I knew um, it, was, it was pretty 
doubt. I, thought, yeah. I, I figured that you know, you'd no. epoxy it in or something like no, that. But, no, uh, no, no. Now, yeah, some yeah. other companies do epoxy their, right. their, uh, their quote-unquote glue on broadheads, and they convert them to, to uh, screw in by gluing uh, and epoxying a right. insert so into Wiki it. does that, yeah. yeah. Right, and I believe Grizzly does that too. That's the way theirs yeah. are, which is fine. I mean, a good epoxy will hold. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I sell epoxies for that reason, mm-hmm. but I just wanted yeah. to take it one extra step. I mean, you know, the name Toughhead, I wanted to make sure if I was going to sell a threaded broadhead, it was it was not going to break. Uh, I mean, when I put them in and we weld them, I mean, I test them to a break strength, trying to break them and, and I can't break the weld joint. So they're, they're in there. I mean, they're, they're definitely, uh, hate to say stronger than an epoxy joint, but, but I mean, it's welded, it's metal on metal. I mean, it's right. It's right. Used together. So, yeah. yeah, I, um, I ended up ordering the, um, the 265 grain, um, yeah, right. Uh, right. Meat has, right. Yeah. So, um, I, I can attest to it now. Everyone knows I have I haven't I have shot zero with a traditional bow, okay. But I mean I shoot the crap out of all my all my stuff, including my you know other broadheads and stuff, just to practice, and then I'll sharpen them and and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. But I'm obsessive about them spinning right and flying right and that kind of thing. Right, right. Um, when these things showed up, I mean they were pretty damn sharp. Um, I did strop them. I didn't end up stropping, you know. But I mean they were they were way sharper than you get from from anything else um, yeah. that, that I've ever bought. Number one. Um, and number two, they all spun perfect, you know, and yeah. that's kind of hard to do, I think, with yes. such a, especially with such a long broadhead. I mean, that thing's a right. long broadhead and right. the longer that thing sticks out, the harder it is for, for quality control to not have a little bit of run out like near the end, you know, it's just, it just gets Correct. exacerbated to any kind of like, you know, um, uh, you know, the straightness that's not, it's not perfectly straight in there. So, um, yeah, and it's it's my first experience with you know, doing anything with a single bevel. So I actually, uh, you know, I actually ended up shooting them. Uh, I shot them actually uh, a, a few times, and the second time was for that, uh, you know, the cold shot challenge. You know, we were doing for right, uh, right, you know, Green right, Mountain, right. and they flew great. You know, and one thing you said, I think it was in that podcast that that I that I that I agreed to, that no one ever thinks about really just kind of an aside. I think it was you that said after you shoot them into like maybe like foam or something like that, it almost like ends up stropping them, you know, after a couple of times. Yeah. Did, did yeah. You said that. Yeah, yeah I did. Yeah. Yeah. We've Perfect. come to find yeah. that. Yeah. 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 So shooting them into like good, uh, good Reinhardt target or any of those targets, it seems like it really doesn't dull them. Uh, it, 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 it does give them a, a nice stropping. So you're not hurting them uh, by doing that at all. You know? Right. Yeah. I, I did hurt one because I ended up uh, I ended up hitting one with the other one and I ended up chipping like the back corner oh. off, off a tiny little one. But that has <laughs> nothing to do with you know that's one tough head hitting another tough head. That was completely yeah. you know right uh, right but right. I mean, they're tough. They're still straight. They're you know they're awesome. Um, here's the thing though when when people get these and um, you know if you put them on uh, if you put them on an arrow right. Um, you, you got you got to spin test them regardless because I put them on one arrow and I had like I'm like had some run out I'm like what the hell well I change it onto another arrow and it's my arrow that has the run out or the, yep. or the you know the insert or, or whatever yep. rather yep. than you know because because then you know I, I'd put them on you know different arrows or whatever and then they all just absolutely spun true so just because you know you're, you're I mean you should always spin your arrows never take anyone's word for it obviously right you know well, but well um, correct yeah it's still yeah. So do you end up squaring your, uh, I mean, what do you do, like an arrow squaring tool or or what do you do after you do, let's just say a guy's running like a standard insert or, you know, like a brass or or, uh, aluminum, whatever have you, right? Um, 
because my understanding, and it's probably false, was I always was under the impression that, man, that thing is going in there like in half an inch, five eighths of an inch or whatever. Um, you know, it's probably going to square itself because it's, it's, it's aligning itself with the sh- inside of the shaft, right? What could possibly be out of misalignment? Is it just the way the face of that, of that insert, the way that that's cut, that's, that's uh, misaligned? Uh, you're talking about the insert on your arrow shaft? Yeah, like just, or, just a regular in, insert. You know what I mean? I was always always under the impression that if you just you know put them in there, that and if it's tight, if it's the proper fit, that right. you don't really need to square the front because I mean, what because it, it self aligns inside, right? But is it is it that or is yeah. it the face of that insert wasn't cut straight from the factory and has nothing to do with the shank of the insert, but the face of the insert? Well, I mean. You know, there, there, there's, there's tolerances. First off, with, with making componentry, I mean, we're talking thousands of, of, of inches. You know, I mean, you know, hundreds right. of thousands of inches. These things are, are machined to. So, you know, there could be some, some variance there. Uh, to, I guess to answer your question, when I build arrows, uh, which I've been passionate about for the last six years. I mean, um, when I cut, when I cut my arrow, I use an arrow saw, and when I cut them, I still use a squaring tool. And I square my carbon, mm-hmm. uh, the the insert end as well as the um, the, the the knock end. I, I square them both off, um, you and, do. and I set yeah. my insert, uh, you know, into my into my shaft. So um, I really can't say. I mean, I, all I can say is, um, as far as the broadheads go, you're you're right in saying that um, you should spin test all your arrows. Um, chances are, when you get the broadheads from me, I can just about guarantee that. My broadhead is, is spinning true. Uh, it's got to be something with your insert, you know, or your adapter you put into your shaft. Um, so right, it is important right. that you test that. And I mean, you know, you do need a, a very true spinning arrow for for perfect arrow flight. So you know, any any kind of step you can do to make that happen is important. So you know, you can buy squaring tools relatively cheap. Any any archery website, you know, I mean, they're they're a small investment to make to make sure your arrows fly good. Yeah, you know, with all the with all the tinkering I do, I still don't have one, and like shame on me, should, you know, slap my wrist. But um, I, I need to get one of them, yeah, you know, because yeah. I, there's no reason to, to not have one because because I I do tinker a lot and I do move around components a lot, and it's one thing I've always, you know, even if I like cut my own arrows, you know, with the Dremel or whatever, and I'll and I'll square it off with like a sander, um, yeah. you know, it's not it's not as exact as doing it with a squaring tool, you know, you, right. it's right. And I've always, and I've always thought, well, it's, you know, what's the you know, big deal. But if you really want to get kind of anal about it, then, then, then you really need to do that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think a squaring tool as well as an aerosol, you know, if you're going to play around a lot with things, I mean, it's well worth buying a hundred dollar aerosol and a, yeah. and a $15 squaring tool. I mean, you know, if yeah. you're playing on being in this for a while and shooting and which most of us, once we get into it, we're in it, you know, um, it's definitely an investment you should make in your in part of your uh, your 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 uh, tools for for archery. Agreed. Now, um, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting like a little scratching sound. Do you hear that or is that yeah, a little bit? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, sounds like I don't I don't know if you're like shuffling papers or if it's just no the no I'm just sitting here. Yeah. No, I'm just sitting here. <laughs> yeah, it's just the uh, yeah maybe it's the bird flying outside. Uh, you know, messing up the ele- electrical yeah. waves or something. <laughs> I'm sitting in a parking lot outside right now. So. Um, uh-huh. Okay, so the, the, let's go back to the direct bond system. Um, yeah, can we yeah, dive yeah. a little bit de- deeper into that? Absolutely. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There, that yeah. is, from my understanding, you've got a variety of 
Um, and and it's, it's a system. It's not just an insert, but it's a system where you've got uh, correct, correct my terminology you know, afterwards. But there's like there's like a shank that goes inside um, inside the uh, um, the arrow shaft. And then you have a collar that fits on the outside of the arrow shaft. And then somehow they are connected together. So how does how does that all connect? Yeah. Yeah. So so there is actually two types of direct bond I sell. One is just the post itself. OK, which is for a 204 diameter shaft. I do have them for 165s, too. And it is basically, uh, you know, your, your basic cone adapter with a post. And you would basically yep. glue your broadhead on and glued it, glue your post in your shaft and you're done. OK, it's a very simplistic system. It is an awesome, fantastic system uh, for adapting our style of broadhead. Um, so that's one. That is, that's actually called the tough adapter direct bonds. Uh, so it takes the, so it takes the um, it takes the place of not only an insert but also yes, correct a ferrule on the outside. Correct. Right? So correct. Part yeah, of it, it would stick out. It, yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. So you have you have your your glue joint at your head, and you have you, you, and you basically glue your post into your shaft. So okay. and then at that point you would want to foot it with an arrow foot sleeve. Or you can cut an aluminum aluminum uh, arrow and, and you know slide that over the end just to strengthen the end of your arrow shaft. That yeah. that is that is your direct bond adapter. We call it the direct bond tough adapter. Okay, mm -hmm. um, they're 100 grains. They they come for 204 and they come for 165 shafts and uh, they're only in 100 grain. Okay, okay. Um, it's a very simplistic system, but it is a tried and true fantastic uh, adapter okay now you don't have them for the uh the 244 which is no like i i do not i do not but i i that is one thing i want to bring out i was hoping to do it this year but i have so many i i have a bag full of tricks man i, I have so much stuff i'm coming out with i can't even i mean i'm pulling my own hair out i'm trying to, all right I'd, I'd be remiss yeah. if i didn't also jump on you about uh what what um sam koyak wants with the wide with the wide <laughs> Yeah, that's one of them, too. And uh, as a matter of fact, right before our uh, not to get off topic, but right before we talked, I was at my machinist uh, R&D friend that was uh, we were going over. Uh, really, yeah. it's coming down. I have the design uh, that I like. Um, it's it's reminiscent of an, uh, an old school head, but it's a tough head. Um, yeah. It's just I'm trying to nail down the manufacturing process of it. That, that's what it's coming down to at this point. So I'm close, yeah. but getting it for this year still might be unrealistic. Um, it, it just takes time for this kind of stuff, you know. Well, of um, course, with all this craziness going on, too, I'm sure. Well, that, know. too. Yeah, that, that, that definitely has a role in it, too, with the virus crap. But um, yeah. So back yeah. to the tough head adapter. So, that, so there's the simplistic uh, uh, direct bond tough adapter. OK, very simple. I do plan on coming out with a 244 adapter uh probably next year at this point so so there'll be a same system for that as well um the direct bond system is what it was a collaboration between Toughhead and ethics archery so what that is is it, right. it is again it, it's it's a cone with a post you know uh it would you would now i do have those for 204 and, and standard diameter and it's a two-part system so it comes with a post which is the adapter and it comes with the collar system so you would basically, you're right, you would clean everything up, glue your post in, glue your head on, and then the adapter has an uh, extended shoulder on it, okay? The, the stainless adapter has an extended shoulder, and it okay. butts up against the carbon, okay? Yep. The, the collar that is provided, okay, slides over the carbon, and then what you would do is put a bead of glue around the edge of the, the tip of the 
carbon once you have everything glued up and you would slide it up and what happens is it actually bridges over the gap where the steel meets the carbon okay which okay. would be your which should be a weak point right it would be a weak point in a carbon because if you put any stress at the end of that carbon you're going to break that carbon right there correct so what you do then is you slide the footer sleeve up over that and it bridges that gap so now you took away that that weak shear point of where the steel meets the carbon okay and so is it when, the same length as the adapter inside or are they different, no it right? is not no because you don't, no, it, don't want to create a shear point well you, you yeah so so no it, it's one inches long and what it does is it basically strengthens the end of the it strengthens the connection point between the carbon and the steel okay okay and then uh by using a tough head broadhead that footer also goes up into the oversized furl of the tough head broadhead Yep. Which now the tough head broadhead is footing over the footer. So now you have a three-way reinforced front end of, of that, that adapter. So now I can guarantee you that that system is not going to fail. So um, for, for, for those that haven't picked up one, one of these broadheads, if you, if you look at the backside of, of, a, of a tough head, um, what you're talking about is the, the ferrule that goes inside is actually there's um it's not flush with the back of the broadhead it's like there's a little bit of an it, it's inset a little bit right yes, it's a little bit more forward correct. and then yeah so there's like the opening back uh of, of the of the broadhead that's kind of exposed so yeah. they the the collar would go into that and then actually make physical contact with that as well yeah when yeah you screw the, the, it on well you don't screw anything i mean it's uh, the direct bond is all is a completely glued system Oh, 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. So you would take, you would take like the 190 to 225 or the 300. They're all glue on broadheads and you would okay. incorporate that with a direct bond system. Oh, so, okay. So you, okay. Have the, yep. you have the post, Yeah, you have the glued post, which is adjustable by the way. And then you have the collar, the collar that goes with that system. So you would glue. I gotcha. So in a sense, you would glue your post onto your broadhead, glue your post into the carbon shaft. And then you would slide your your collar that is on the carbon. You would slide it up, and then bridge the gap where that where that joint is, uh, uh. where the carbon and the steel meet. I, I do have a video on Instagram, on IGTV, and on YouTube. I posted a video of it. I'm going to probably do a better one, but I do have a video of it, which it's kind of hard to talk about. It's it's yeah. very, when you see it, it totally makes sense, and you and and. Everybody that sees it agrees that, you know, for this style of broadhead, you know, adapter system is, is definitely probably one of the strongest things out there. Um, as, huh. as okay. Yeah, I, I haven't ever. seen yeah. it. I'd like, I'd like to watch it. Yeah, I, I haven't seen yeah. it. It's making sense to me, but like you said, once you watch it, you're like, oh, yeah, I get it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. If you, if you physically see it, you, you, it, it really makes – it's hard to talk about it. I mean, you know, it, it, it's – it is, you know, it's it's just hard to talk about. You have to definitely see the video, and I do have two videos out there for it. But, um, but they are adjustable as well. So they, you know, the, the stainless one is two hundred grains, and there's cut marks, uh, which is ethics cut. Ethics always has to have everything adjustable. So any kind of adapter ethics makes, they always make it adjustable. So that was part okay. of their, uh, their, um, uh, you know, take on, on what they wanted to do. So that they incorporated a cut system. So there's cut marks that it's 200 grains full length and it can be cut to 175 or 150 on this, on the stainless. The, okay. Yeah. So, um, 
now keep in mind you're not putting in a you're not putting an insert in your arrow so so you don't have to incorporate any kind of addition to your weight with an insert this is the whole system correct yeah yeah because yeah. a lot of guys now, do you have any kind 50 of because a, a lot of guys run a 50 or 100 grain insert and then mm-hmm. screw on a 250 grain broadhead so they're already well over 300 grains a lot of traditional shooters you know right w- w- that are already dabbling in heavy focs and heavy weight so you know, right. now you just take a stronger, off more bonded way to get there. Yes, correct, correct. Yes. Yeah. Now, do you have anything for uh, as far as um, like a footer system or like a collar system that that goes with your screw and broadheads as well for those of us that run like normal you know inserts? So I'm I'm going to be uh, I actually just had a conversation with Ethics this morning. Um, I'm going to so Ethics really nice. Uh, 204 diameter insert outsert system um it's an integrated system it comes with a collar comes with an insert um i'm going to be carrying them on my website here shortly um but one thing i do carry is your uh simplistic uh aerofoot system so what it is they're they're aluminum tubes that i have they're extruded to certain lengths certain widths and diameters and you can glue them to the end of your shaft to reinforce the end of your shaft uh, okay. for 204 actually i have 12 different sizes that fit just about every single arrow shaft out there so you would basically use any of your standard type of inserts for your arrow shaft fit the sleeve that goes with your od of your shaft you know and, and glue that on um so so i do have a uh, a pretty simplistic system but it's been used mm-hmm. for many many years a lot of guys you know take aluminum shafts and cut them and put over their end of their sleeves I just took the thought out of it, you know, the thought process and the experimentation out of it, and I already have everything sized and cut for you. Um, yeah, because you it, see all these it's, charts. It's people system. ask, yeah, people yeah. ask every now and then, hey, I'm trying to foot this, or you know, what, what, what arrow, you know, right. what arrow do I need for, you right. know, I will, you know, we'll use a, you know, twenty-seven sixteen or a twenty-one sixteen or whatever, you know. Yeah, right. Match. Long. Right now, you just kind of go like, "Hey, here's my here's my shaft. It's a five sixteen shaft, or it's a two hundred four shaft, whatever. Here's what right. I need." And it's right. just, yeah, okay. So it's an old school yeah. footer. It's just you just have all the pieces there, you know, ready. It's to, it's it's an old school footer system that that, like I said, has been used for many years, and it it, it has been field proven. I mean, it's a great way to do your great a great inexpensive way to build a, a bulletproof arrow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. And you're right. Like if you if you say you're shooting a uh, uh, an Easton Axis 400, or okay, all you gotta do is look at Easton's website, see what the OD, the outside diameter of that shaft is. It's like a 258 or something. Yep. Then just look at my chart. I have 12 different sizes. Just pick the size that's closest to that size, and maybe just a tad over, and then it would fit over your shaft. Now sometimes right. you have to sand the end of your shaft a little bit to make them fit, but that's okay. It's not you're not damaging the carbon or the shaft. Right, I mean, right, right. You're yeah. talking a thousandth, maybe two thousandths of an inch taken off that shaft to make it fit. Right. Okay. Yeah. If that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah. So going back to your broadheads now, the, yeah. like I said, when I, when I got them, they were, they were pretty damn sharp. So who sharpens those? So I do some of the work and then I have, I have another company finish them off for me because I don't have the equipment to, uh, to do what they do. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I, I, uh, I do. I do a lot of the work, and then I have someone finish them for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's 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 really good. And uh, you know, yeah. my my 
not concerned, but I mean, my all kind of concern was like, man, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I'm really damn good at sharpening broadheads, right? At least, yeah, but mm -hmm. I've never had a single bevel. I'm like, man, what am I going to do with, you know, how, am I going to be able to get these hair popping sharp? You know what? And honestly, this was like super easy to do, you know, cause, cause yeah. I did, you know, I, I, I did go over just, just for shits and giggles just to see if I, cause that's what I do. Right. I'm like, well, if I screw it up, I can resharpen it, you know? So yeah. I did, I did, you know, just to see how easy it was. And I do it with, uh, um, uh, like a flat, like a, like a, like a metal bastard file, or I have one of those work sharp, uh, you know, like standing belt deals, you know, mm -hmm. I do the guide off mm -hmm. kind of freehand it. And, mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, cause you got such a long surface there, right? I mean, there's a lot of real estate there that yeah. it's, it's actually, for me, I found it easier and it's such a straight line. I actually found it easier to do, let's just say on, on a, on a, uh, on a sanding belt, I found it easier to actually keep my angle and keep it, uh, you know, aligned and, and not, not twisted and, you know, keep the same angle as I'm, as I'm making that stroke than I did with like a shorter rod head, like, like with those witches yeah. or something, just because, you got you're you're looking down like a longer plane, right? And you can, and right. You can see if you're getting off track or not. You know, I actually found right. that easy. And then again, you raise the burr and you knock the burr off the other side, and you know it's almost like um, you're you're not really like filing an edge on the other side, but I mean, I, I just kind of stroked it the opposite direction, like you would on a on a on a double yep. bevel broad broadhead, like a yep. regular, and you know you still have the single bevel i mean the thing is like one you know and if you have like a little micro bevel going the other direction because you've taken the burr off it's still it's razor sharp you know right. and that's and that's, right. that's kind of right. what i did and i didn't right. you know now i didn't mess with the front i didn't change it because you got a chisel tip on the front which is designed yes. to break bone or whatever yes, um correct. you know th does the very very tip sharpness matter if someone were to shoot that a bunch um what what should they do to 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 um uh, I, I don't know you know, touch up that tip. What's your recommendation? I, uh, you know, what I always do is, is I use a flat diamond stone of, of any, any type. And I basically mm -hmm. just, just hold it at the angle and just work it in a circular motion or, and just try to try to just make them sharp. I mean, there's not really, it, it, it just takes some handwork to do those, you know? What I mean? Yeah. Uh, do I think it's important to be sharp? I mean, yes, it is. Uh, you know, it, it's the first thing touching the animal, and you don't want it to get off track. But mm. once it penetrates, and those sides, the sides of the single bevel start to take action and start cutting, then yeah. you know, all the all that 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 point is primary job is from that point is when it hits something hard to split it, and yeah, which and which plays in 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 conjunction with the single bevel. Once it hits something, it the, the chisel point goes in, starts to split. The, the twisting action of the single bevel just basically rips it in half and splits what, it, what it's hitting. So as yeah, far as impact and splitting bone, it, you can't beat a single bevel like that. As an aside here, um, for anybody that, you know, is, is, you know, sharpening challenged or whatever. Uh, and, and I, I kind of learned this like one day, like, Oh crap, what am I doing? If you, um, if you keep filing and filing and filing and sharpening one, you got to, you got to do them evenly or you got to have a pretty good eye for it because if you start sharpening one side a little too much and you move and let's say the point of the broadhead and it kind of moves from dead center to maybe off to one side because you've, you've sharpened one side more than the other, you know? Yeah. Um, and then if you try and spin test that, you're like, Oh, this thing's got like a lot of wobble. Cause like the, the point looks like it's wobbling around. Well, the broadhead's not wobbling. It's your point is off center, you know, because you've sharpened right. more on one side than another. So right. I, I guess um, the point is to just kind of just take enough off to 
you know, or do it evenly and then just take enough off to get it, you know, take, take the, like the blunt off or the, in the burr off or whatever, and, and just kind of leave it, you know, cause sure. I think that, that, that chisel tip, it's, it's, it's definitely more blunt as far as like the angle goes compared to the rest of the, you know, the cut, yes. obviously. Yeah. So you're not going to get that, uh, super razor sharp anyway. So I think what, what you're saying is that what conclusion I came to, I'm like, well, I'm just going to take it till it's, it's sharpish. Um, and I'm happy with it and I'm not going to mess with the tip too much because I don't want to round right. it off too much and I don't want to, you know, uh, change it off, off center, you know, portion. Right. Of that, right. 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 Yeah. You're, you're thinking exactly. Yeah. That, that's just exactly it. Yeah. Cause there's, you know, in, in, in reality, that chisel point is not, you know, it's primary, it's primary, uh, you know, purpose is for splitting bone is what it, you know, I mean, it is the first thing that hits and impacts, but like I said, it's just for a millisecond, and once it once it hits that animal, and that those single bevels start to take its, you know, they they start to take over the rule of cutting, then you're you're good. So right, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so you on the, on the website definitely, I, I think I think it still does right. It references it references that the Ashby study as well. Oh um, yeah, yeah. Every you know, there, absolutely. All the, all the, yeah. Heavy yes. arrow, perfect arrow flight, bomb proof construction. And FOC, and I think most people have bought into, you know, I, I don't, I don't mean bought into, meaning that you know it's like some sort of like scam or whatever. But I understand the benefits of high FOC, definitely heavy, you know, heavy arrow weights and that kind yeah. of stuff, momentum. Right. Um, so with with this system, okay, pe people keep asking you, hey, can you make a lighter broadhead? And yeah. well, you're like, no, because you, to be able to keep that three to one shape. The broadhead would have to, right. the cutting diameter would have to be like a half an inch or I don't know, I'm making it up, right? But I mean, it'd have to be super skinny. Um, well, right, right. To, to do that, and you just you just can't get there from there. Like there's pretty much like minimums. And that was one of the ones yes. when you and I first talked, um, I was like, man, you know, the, the lightest that would work for me that you offer was like a two, uh, 265. And you know, I'm shooting a light bow. I'm shooting like bows in like like you know 38 to 42 pound range right now, right? Uh -huh. And um, but I did make that 265 work. You know, it worked out perfectly. Um, and I, I haven't gotten there with with a compound yet. You know, but yeah. uh, you know, just 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 because. But there's you you can make it you can make it work. Um, yes. if you, if you get past the idea of, well, I've got an insert, I've got a 12 grain insert, I've got a 20 grain insert or hundred grain brass, yeah. you can ditch that kind of stuff and, and get, still get your, a, a beefier front end and a high FOC because all that weight is up front, you know, and by just by, you know, using a, a stiffer shaft or whatever. So, um, that's really not up for debate, but what you and I were talking about before too, and I really want to get into this is your opinions on um let's take the direct bond system out of the equation because any kind of system that has like a longer internal shank is obviously going to be stronger okay but mm -hmm. for guys that are buying your screw-in stuff we were saying okay uh let's say they have a a standard insert you know um on on the gold tip uh, uh traditionals you know they come with those uh 12 grain yeah. aculites yeah or yeah, yeah. a guy can put in a 50 grain brass okay and those are the same mm -hmm. length is it better to do, let's say, an insert, and I think they're like five eighths of an inch or half an inch. I, I can't remember what the exact length of those things are. You know, ver, you know, and let's say, uh, let's pick a number, like a two hundred grain head, okay, versus a um, hundred grain brass insert, which is a longer insert. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it goes down into the shank more of your of your arrow, and 
less tip weight. Okay. We can go on a bunch of directions from that, but what, what are your thoughts? Okay. So, uh, there, there, that's a loaded question. There's a lot of, yeah. there's a lot of questions within that one question. Um, so let's start with, um, let's start with uh, structural integrity. Okay. Um, anytime you foot inside or outside your shaft, the longer the footer is, the stiffer you're going to make that arrow shaft, the stiffer the dynamic spine will become. And you will definitely strengthen the arrow shaft. And what you'll do is you'll, the, the, the deeper you're, the deeper or the longer your footer is, in, inside or outside, you're going to strengthen the front end of that arrow shaft. And what you end up doing is pushing the weak part of the arrow, the break point of the arrow, further back. So the longer right. your footer is, the further back your break point will become. So if you just put like a short, stubby little insert in there, okay, like say it's an inch, okay, your acolyte's an inch. And all you yep. do is foot it with an inch. You, you, you did a great thing because you, you, you basically strengthened the front end of your shaft by footing it, okay? But your break point might be two inches behind that, okay? Where if you actually use a 100-grain insert with a two-inch footer sleeve, your break point might be halfway up the shaft because you strengthened the front end of that carbon so much, you stiffened it a lot more. And, right. and create it because you know that that impact works off vibration too. So that where, wherever it's going to hit that weakest point on that shaft, right. it's going to break. Can um, I stop you one sec, real here? Yeah, because sure. because it's a really good, really good point that you're making. I I never thought of this. Okay, so um, the break point isn't necessarily right at the very back of that insert, right? It's not going to necessarily shear right there. You're talking under flex. It takes a certain amount of flex. I mean, there's um, that goes past the back of that insert and it doesn't right. break right at the back of the insert. It breaks a little bit farther back. Like when you're trying to break a, like a branch or a stick, right? Correct. It doesn't necessarily always break right where you've got Wherever a bit the of a bend to is. it and it snaps yeah. where it's going to snap. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. Correct. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so that, that's, that's what all, yeah. So, so you're correct. It all depends on where the weakest part of that connection is, you know, where, where the weakest part of that shaft is going to be. So when you yeah. push the front of that shaft, whether it's internal or external, the longer that footer is, the stronger the front end of that shaft is going to be. I can't say that X equals Y, your break point's going to be here if you have this long of a footer. I nope. can't answer that because there's different diameters, there's different wall thicknesses, there's different carbon layups. Everything yeah. is going to be different. You know, so, you know, every arrow build is going to be different. It's going to have a different break point. Um, yeah. You know, so, yeah, most <clears throat> of the time, they're, they're, they'll, you want to foot your – the best thing to do is to foot your shaft as much as possible, as much as, as comfortable as possible, you know, you feel. Um, so you stiffen a friend at an arrow because you ultimately, if you, if the arrow is going to break, you'd rather have it break further back. So you have more weight going in through the animal. Makes sense. Yeah. Cause when you and I had talked, that was one, that was one of my concerns was I'm like, Hey, you know, on this arrow, it's a, it's a gold tip 600 and, uh, 605. Uh, no, yeah. 600. Um, and I was using a hundred grain brass. Mm -hmm. with a 175 grain tip let's say right and it was yeah. it was like a one you know it was a zwicky so it came in at 170 and mm -hmm. i said okay well if i want to run this 265 okay i'm going to be back down to a 265 grain uh broadhead but a back to that 12 grain aculite insert which like you said is an inch 
And the difference between that and the hundred grain is five. That's what it was. It was five eighths of an inch, you know, longer. So I'm, I'm in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to like a weaker quote unquote, uh, aluminum insert and I'm going to a shorter insert, you know, and that was my concern, like to get to the total, like front end weight. Right. Um, you know, what, what do you, what do you say to that? Like, as far as like fears of, of one being, you know, weaker than the other, I mean, how, how, how real, I mean, yes, on paper, yes, uh, you're moving like the break point further up, but in reality, you know, from what you've seen or any of your, you know, testers or whatever, how valid a fear is that? Uh, you, you mean from going, just using a standard insert, uh, opposed to a hundred grain brass I, I don't follow what you're asking um the the length of the insert the, you know the length of the uh, insert the length of the insert and not, and not necessarily that it's a brass or aluminum well again but like the, uh, you know yeah go ahead yeah again you know the the longer the insert or footer is the stronger you're going to make your shaft okay? right it, i mean it, it's just that simple um it doesn't mean you need to put two inches on there you know most footer systems out there, like for example, Iron Iron Will makes a really nice system for uh, for Easton Axis inserts, those, those hit inserts, and their yeah. footer is only an inch long, but it, it is a rock solid system. I mean, you know, um, you know, a lot of it comes down to your carbon too. If you're if you're using a a, a poorly made thin walled carbon, I mean, it don't matter what you do, it's going to break. I mean, right. Uh, so so that has a lot to do with it too. Um, what one trick of the trade, you know, if you wanted to run, say, a 265, you and like you, for example, you were using a 100 grain brass, you 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 had a 175 out front, okay, so you got 275 grains out front, yep. okay. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, two, uh, uh, yeah, 275, yeah, you're right, yep. So, one, one way to do it, and, and I mean, I am not afraid to tell people to do this, is use your standard insert, like example, your, your Acculite insert, okay. Yep. But put a, put a sleeve on there, you know, put like an inch and a half footer or my two inch footer on that end of that shaft because it's going to strengthen that shaft. OK, it's going to you're, you're basically footing over the aluminum insert at that point now. So, you're, you, you know, you've got a really strong front end and you're right. only talking maybe 30 grains. I mean, the, the two inch footer for a standard diameter, it, it, you know, you're, you're going to be like 15 grains. So 15 and 30, you got, you got 45 grains. So now, yeah, you're going to be a little bit over what you're normally shooting, but you're not right. going to be much over, you know, plus, uh, when you do a two inch footer, it really changes the dynamic spine of your arrow shaft. So you could take a 600 spine arrow by footing it with two inches. You now made it, made it, a, you created a 500 spine arrow because that two inch footer stiffens the dynamic spine so much that yeah. It, it it helps you to afford to put more weight out front more weight up front to bring it back to because the shaft. The, yeah. because the more weight you put out front of the shaft the more weight hanging off the front of that shaft is going to increase the, your foc more than the weight you put inside the shaft correct i've had this conversation with people and stuff to explain it to them they're like well front end weight is front end weight and i'm like no because let's say you go from a uh let, let's say you put like again 100 grain brass well it basically starts at the end of your arrow shaft and it goes Correct. back toward the center of your shaft. You're going toward the center of, uh, center right. of the shaft itself. So right. that's taking, yes, you're adding a bunch of weight up front, but you're actually taking away, let's say like the, the rate of FOC gain. I'm making that term up, right. Yeah. Um, right. Versus if you were to, like you said, add the weight outside of the shaft, right. And then the shaft is a shaft. All of that can flex, whatever, you know, whereas yeah. if you put more weight inside, 
uh, or a longer insert inside, you're rendering more of that arrow shaft inflexible. Now, in your in your experience, I don't know if you've, you've tested any of this. How long do you, do you how long like an internal um, uh, let, let's call it an internal footer or an internal you know insert or whatever until it starts to affect spine? Because I haven't noticed anything going from 50 grain brass, um, which is the exact same length as um, uh, uh, like a standard, like aluminum insert as well, versus that hundred grain brass, which is about five eighths of an inch longer. And I've tried to see if it affects my bear shaft flight, and I can't tell the difference. I mean, I'll I'll have arrows that I you know bear shaft shoot for you know with a hundred, let's say like a hundred grain, um, hundred grain brass and one seventy five tip, versus a twelve grain aluminum and a you know a, a two two hundred and sixty something tip, and they both fly the same to me. But right. I, you know, I, I know there's got to be a point where you start, you know, the more of an insert you, you put in at some point, there's a breaking point where it's like, okay, now it's actually stiffening the dynamic spine of that shaft. Do you know like how long an insert yeah. that is until that changeover so, happens? So typically, um, like I said, that, that magic point was one, once you hit it seems like in all my testing, okay, now now this is bro science, redneck backyard testing. I mean, hey, I don't have any – it, it does. I mean, and I've been doing it for six years, and I have other guys that have been doing it, and they tell me the same thing. So when you foot the external – when you externally foot your shaft, okay, mm-hmm. once you hit an inch and a half long of a footer, you start to see dynamic spine changing, okay? okay? Once you hit two inch, it increases even more. And that's why we, we sell them in, in, in a two-inch footer because it is going to increase the dyna- – it's going to strengthen the front end of your shaft, which in turn increases your dynamic spine. So I guess the answer to your question, the, the, the quick answer is an inch and a half. An inch uh, and a half. Okay. It, that's it, why I haven't seen kind anything. Of, yeah. Right. Yeah, it's kind of that point, that, that, that transition point where you start to change the dynamic spine – you know, by, by footing. Yeah. Does that make sense? Is that was, I guess that's no, no, absolutely. That 100% answered, answered my question because yeah, I've, I've always wondered that. And I've, I, and I've never messed around with, you know, a footers of any kind, aluminum or whatever, um, Mm -hmm. or anything longer than a hundred grand brass inside. And I'm like, I know it's got to change it. You know, like for example, um, like, like Jason Samkoviak, right. He, he does his, um, he, he runs like 200 grain, well, right. you know, there's a hundred grain and he, he lops off the, um, you know, the collar off of uh, one of them. So which ends right. up probably being like close to 80, 85 grain. So he's got like 185 some grains and, and, you know, glued together solid right. brass inside of the end of that, um, uh, his arrow shaft. So that absolutely has to affect, uh, dynamic spine. Cause it's like almost like it's over two inches that he renders inflexible, oh, yeah. you know, Ab- you know absolutely. I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. 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 So um, it's, it's, I've, I've just always wondered where that, where that changeover point was. Cause like I said, with my testing with the, the one inch ones I've run, I haven't seen any difference. No. Um, they fly the same, they bear shaft the same. So I guess, um, y- you know, to, if anybody's wanting to kind of play around with this stuff, you know, take all that information and, and don't be afraid to like, you know, if you want to add more weight, there, there's, there's, there's different ways to do it. Just understand that one, you know, like I said, outside the shaft, um, gets you your foc and in, in your in your way still get there still build that that you know right. indestructible arrow you know or as right. indestructible as you can 
you know? Right. So right, right, what, right. what are you shooting then, Jason, as far as like <laughs> your, your, your main hunting, I, you, I know you probably, probably like any, all the rest of us, you, I, I guarantee goddamn you, 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 you tinker and you, whatever, but I mean, you're headed out the, the door. I mean, what's your go-to, this is going to work. If I were to build one arrow, um, this is, you know, this is what I'd build. What would you do? What do you have? You mean what, what would be my go-to setup, I guess for, yeah. you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So full disclosure, I probably have $10,000 worth of arrow shafts and different componentry on all these things. Okay. <laughs> so believe me, I, I probably, <laughs> which is why this was a good fit for me, Toughhead, because yeah. this is what yeah. I do. I mean, honestly, I just come up my shop and I can stay out here for five hours and play with different arrows. But if oh, you were to yeah. ask me right now today, if I was going to grab an arrow and go outside and go turkey hunting or, or whitetail hunting or whatever, my go-to arrow setup is an Eastern Axis shaft, okay? Uh, usually a 400 spine. That's what I shoot with my poundage of bows. Uh, a two-inch footer sleeve, okay? Like the arrow foot sleeve, the, the, you know, the old school way to do it, right? Yep. With, with the standard Eastern hit insert, aluminum insert. And I run the 265 broadhead. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it gets me about 25% FOC, about 600, about a 605 grain arrow, something like that. that, that that's, yeah. my, that's my tried and true, never breaks, nothing ever happens to it. it, it, it you know, I know if I, in a pinch I had to grab something, that's, that's probably it. Now, that's today, but that's probably been over the last five years, that's been the best combination out of everything. Um, I have some other arrow shafts here that I am extremely impressed with. Um, I'm playing with them right now. Uh, it's a new company, but, uh, you know, hopefully they work out pretty well too, but they are so far, I'm telling you, they're really nice, but the Eastern access, um, is a fantastic, a fantastic arrow. Um, the only thing is with Easton, um, you know, they're made in USA. They're very, very good out of, out of two dozen arrows, you're going to get one arrow that just flies like on its own little mind. I mean, it just yeah. won't fly right. So you just yeah. throw that one away. I mean, yeah. I, it's just been it's just been my experience with them. Even if I, I mean, now now I I will say when I spent the money and bought the they have the new line the uh, it's their premium Eastern Axis line. I forget what they call it now the Selects or something like that. Um, they are definitely. Way better consistency in those shafts, but you're going to pay for it. Obviously, you pay I for what you I get. lost you there for a second after premium. It's their premium. You were saying? Oh yeah, yeah. So, so I was saying, uh, you know, usually you run every every two to three dozen Eastern arrows. I get one that just won't. Well, it's finicky. It's got a mind of its own. It flies however it wants. Right. But I did notice with Eastern Access, their that new line they came out with last year. It's their their selector premium line for Eastern. Okay. Uh, those ones have been extremely, extremely consistent across the board. Um, now, those aren't the ones that have a um, um, a, a tapered end or anything. Does, or, no, right? no, like no, got... no, 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 no. I, I played with a lot of tapered shafts last year. As a matter of fact, I spent. I was I was almost devoted that I was gonna I was gonna devote myself to shooting these these uh, tapered shafts last year. I played with a couple different kinds, and at the end of the day. I didn't see any advantage, uh, you know, and I didn't kill anything with them, but I, I didn't, I don't really see any advantage, especially with using my yeah. broadheads with the, with the huge opening, you know, the 2364 opening where my furl is a yeah. 204, any straight parallel 204 diameter shaft is the perfect match 
for my broadheads. Um, not to say the standard diameter isn't just as good, because I'm telling you what, I'm, I love standard diameter as well. Um, I just really fell in love with 204 for the strength, yeah. the weight, uh, and, and the penetration advantages, wind advantages. They're just a great all-around arrow shaft. Yeah. And by the I way, the gold tip traditionals, you know. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I say, by the way, they're called saying. match. They're called Eastern Axis match grade. It's their match grade. Line. Oh, now, that's a really, really, okay. yeah. But you do pay a premium for them. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I've, I've hesitated going on the Axis route, even though everyone tells me it's an incredible arrow, just because like the the gold tip trads are like are cheaper, and I have yeah. like so many of them, you know, kind of thing. So, uh -huh. and yeah, I, I, and I, and I just I just don't have the animal body count to you know to speak to speak to it, you know, as far as like, yeah. oh no, this this I I'd never shoot those standards. I mean, who the hell am I? I, I need uh, I need I need way more animals under my belt, to, you know, to make that kind of. Uh, you know, uh, claim. So I'm just kind of shooting what, what flies best. Plus everything is all tuned and I'd have to change yeah. my center shot, you know, and, and, you know, cause it's a skinnier arrow and that's a whole nother, whole nother mess. But, um, yeah, 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 all right, man, yeah. well, we're, we're kind of getting on an hour here. So, um, I think, I think we really, I really appreciate this. We really got in, um, yeah. the, the, the high points that, that I really wanted to get in. And, uh, I mean, I could talk to you about this stuff for hours. When you said you can go to, go to your shop, that's, that kind of sounds like, like my Disneyland, you know, yeah. that I'd like to go to that, <laughs> you know, so, uh, I'm kind of envious of that. You probably have a lot of money tied up in that kind of stuff. Don't get me wrong, uh, but I'm, I, I do. I'm, I'm envious. I do. Yeah, yeah. I'm envious to, um, what, what's, you know, what some of you guys get to play with, um, you know, because I just, I, I, I geek out. Like I, I told you before, like I'll take shit apart just to like redo it again and be like, Oh yeah, yeah. I put some arrows together and I glued in oh, some yeah. stuff together and it's no different, you know, but I killed I two hours doing it, listening to the podcast in my hovel. Uh, exactly. So, exactly. You know, yeah. so, all right. So, um, how, where can everybody, uh, where can everybody find you? Give all the, give all your info and good stuff there. Uh, so, so I, I, I'm, I'm, uh, involved in Instagram. I try to post stuff every day or things like that. So I'm on Instagram. I, I have someone that just started my Facebook page for me. So they're going to start putting content on Facebook. Uh, they're going to be helping me out. Cause I just, you know, I'm just strapped for time. Um, and I do try to post videos on YouTube now. Um, they're, they're, they're going to try to be product videos or manufacturing videos because people like to see how these, you know, my brothers are all handmade. I mean, they're all one by one handmade. So, you know, guys seem to like to see all that process is. But someone on Instagram, yeah. Facebook and YouTube. Um, and obviously my website has tons of information, especially if you want to get into the Ashby studies and, and download some PDFs I have and links to the videos. There's a lot, a lot of good content on there, hours and hours of reading on my website. So. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Um, stay with me on the line here after we, we hang up. So, yep. uh, you know, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. We finally, finally, finally got this yeah. done. I, yeah. I don't blame you when you said, man, um, I'm asleep by the time you can normally do these. <laughs> and I'm like, I get it. I get it. I, you know, so we, we finally got it. So, um, all right, so everybody, uh, go follow uh, uh, Tough Head Broadheads. Hopefully, I will put one through a turkey here in the next month. Um, you know, I'm really, really excited about it. Uh, like I said, I, I can't vouch for any, uh, you know, animal kills or anything with them. But I can tell you, they came, they were, they were all within like a few grains of the stated, you know, grain weight. They were all, they were all sharp and they all spun true. And uh, like you said, you, you can watch uh, Jason, you know, do these, put them, put it, you know, you'll do like little uh, Insta stories or whatever of them, you know, putting these together and stuff like that. American made, you know important nowadays it seems like even more so um yeah. thanks for coming on and if you like this episode like share subscribe leave a rating and i'll talk to you guys next week thanks